Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. Boy, do I have an episode for you today. I have been trying to get into this topic for a while. I did a little solo episode a couple weeks back on people that have really leaned into authenticity over the last year, but I want to take this further. I want to take this further and talk about the really weird things on the internet. Like I want to have like a strange creator spotlight and... (laughs) Basically, talk, talk all the tea, talk all the tea on all the random ass creators across the internet. So, of course, I needed to bring my girl Michelle on, Michelle Sheeran. And the reason is not only because we are friends in real life, but because she has done this stellar segment every Monday for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Two years called Rabbit Hole Monday, where she stalks the world of TikTok, stalks the world of TikTok, and finds the strangest conspiracy theory, the strangest rabbit hole she can, and reposts all of them to her story. And people are hooked. I am hooked. I put my phone down and listen to the whole gosh darn thing. So, Michelle, hello. How are you? Hello, I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, it's it's so funny that you say that you're so hooked because I get so many messages every week, even when I'm like, wow, this is so boring. Like, I'm the only one who thinks that this is like wildly fascinating. I get so many people who are like, I had to pause my show and watch your rabbit hole because I was so invested. And I'm just like, wow, okay. <laughs> yes. Everyone's weird. Everyone's weird. And just having it all in one place too, not having to go search for it, not having to like, I don't know, s- sift through random TikToks to find to find the full story or wait for, the, God forbid, I have to wait for the next part to come out. <laughs> Yes, I actually like my whole TikTok is just saved videos of different rabbit holes. And periodically, I could just go back through. And once there's enough in there that I can like invest in, that's when the next one hits. That's it's hysterical. It's hysterical. So I actually want to like, I need to introduce you. I need, I need to know the background. But first, before we ever get into that, what are you ex- what are you exceptionally in love with right now on the internet? We have to do a segment of if you like it, like it. <laughs> okay, so like weird stuff on the internet. Anything, talking? anything. What what is your rabbit hole of choice? Okay, so right now it's messy TikTok and it's just like all of the unconventional drama, messy homes, um just like really cringy content like that. <laughs> That's wonderful. You know what? I love I love that you say this because I think you reposted something the other day that was like it was a stitch of something and the girl comes on and she's like, "Can someone just show me like a regular not aesthetic kitchen?" and it stitches with someone else and she's like, "Me me me, let me show you my house tour." <laughs> uh, you yes. I watched the yes. whole thing like in her normal house. 
Mm -hmm. And I love that because like the person who actually shared that it's Vivian K. She's an amazing business coach, but like, you know, I just think that we should normalize people as human beings because even if you're like a billion dollar business, you don't have to be so like aesthetically pleasing all the time. Like you can be normal. And I think it's, you know what? I, I love this because I think that it's, it's such an all or nothing mentality of, you know, we slid to the extreme of if I'm showing off my house, it has to be perfect. It has to be super aesthetic and everything needs to be in its place. And the crux of the matter is that we don't need the aesthetic. We're just nosy. Like we're all nosy AF. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Well, I'd rather not see the aesthetically pleasing actually. I have told a couple people in my program lately to go on an unfollowing spree because every time we jump on a little like a little uh, Q&A call office hours, they'll be like, so I just feel like I can't keep up with insert name of influencer. And I'm like, okay, stop there. Unfollow them. Like go unfollow them right now. I don't want I don't want you to see them anymore. Absolutely. Unnecessary stress. Unnecessary comparisonitis. So if you like it, like it. All right. Let's get into who you are as a person. We know each other because you were in my freaking first ever group program. And I'm so glad that you were because you had just left your corporate job at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Corporate marketing manager, boss asks me in your own regard and you went through layoffs right yeah so through all of covid you know we had to lay off teams and it was just exhausting and i realized i was like losing a part of myself and i was like life's too short yeah what if it doesn't work out but what if it does so let's do it yeah so you ended up quitting tell me more about this journey Like, I feel like you've just recently, like, really come into your own of I am this expert business coach. Yeah. So, honestly, like, the first year was just all – I mean, everything's trial and error, but it was really, really to, like, the extreme. Like, just throwing spaghetti at every wall. And then I got to a point where I, like, had to shed a bunch of layers because I realized, like, I am trying to be what I think the internet wants from me. Yeah. But that is not me. Yeah. And so like just giving myself permission to be myself and be like weird and real and raw. Um, it's been honestly like a huge part of my healing journey mm-hmm. and other people have just like embraced that. And I think, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with like, the de-influencing and like the anti-aesthetically pleasing yes. like everyone's just so tired yes. of like the aesthetically pleasing the perfectly curated everything and so it just kind of works out timing wise for just me. don't tell me about your 100k month from a villa in the Maldives like I don't want to I just feel fake from that yeah smell it I don't want mm-hmm. it and also like there's just so much shame that comes with growing a business and I just didn't want to keep perpetuating that onto my clients or potential clients. Like if I'm going to support people, I need to support people where they are. So that means that I need to show people where I'm at. And yeah. You had a stellar post the other day about your clients don't need you. Like, can you break this down for us? 
Yeah, so there is, again, a lot of shame and a lot of us coaches or trainers, instructors, like anybody who feels like they have a sense of like authority that we kind of perpetuate harm in our marketing by like just kind of domineering over them and being like, you know, you need me because your stuff sucks and like you'll never be good without me. And it just like creates this really weird power dynamic. And so like, this is something I've said, like, from pretty much day one that like, I know that you could market your own business on your own, like, you can run your own social media, you don't need me. But like, if you want me, I can help you make some killer content, some killer strategy, and I can take you to the next level. But like, I never, ever want my clients to feel like I'm this like authoritative figure over them or like that they can't live their life or grow their business without me because like I want to be the person that like travels the world and like takes a vacation and like I don't want anybody to like depend on me that much like that's scary and so I think that you know it's important that I'm the way that I operate my business is also the way that I want to teach other people how to operate theirs because I think it goes hand in hand with marketing. I think it really does come from a place of lack too when you're saying I need to have all of the answers. I need to be available all the time. I need to do X, Y, and Z. It's because you think you're not credible in the space. I mean, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned as a coach is like, I don't need to tell you rules. Like my first question needs to be, what do you think? Like, what, what, does your intuition tell you and then guide you from there. (laughs) And that's like, what's so powerful. It's funny because people often like ask me what I do and they're like, Oh, so you tell people how to market their business. And it's like, no, I don't tell them what to do. Like sometimes I tell them what not to do because (laughs) like, or at least I'll highly encourage them to not do a certain thing. um, Cause it just doesn't feel good for anybody. And it's a waste of time and money, but the power comes from like you deciding what's best for you. And I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, the thing is that you can gain such a foundational knowledge of social media marketing just by diving into it, just by a little bit of experimenting, like not even a lot, and scrolling on the Rails tab for a second. So I just don't – Like no one, I don't know, no one listening here (laughs) needs the basics anymore. So it seems like there has been a lot of healing in your journey and really trying to figure out what feels best for you. I'm curious what kind of tools that you've used to do that. What resources have you really leaned into? Okay, well, somebody wonderful gave me this wonderful gift of – a meditation challenge from Milana Snow, and this is my second time doing it. And I'm on day three. My someone wonderful, she's hyping me up right now because I've gifted this dang yeah. weird woo woo meditation challenge to so many people. <laughs> it's honestly the best thing ever. I have never done like breath work or anything outside of yoga, and like meditating with somebody who has ADHD sounds extremely painful, but like this has really opened my eyes and I've seen it like do incredible things in my life. Uh, So I'm really ready for 
the next 37 days. Yeah. Okay. Har meditation. I'm going to link this down below because again, like I have gifted this weird thing. If you are, I, I never know how far to go in the spectrum of woo when we're, when we're talking on the podcast or like on social media, but like this is pretty woo. So if you're not in that boat, like don't even click in. <laughs> What else? Yeah, it's pretty woo. Like what coaches have you hired? What what books have you read that you've loved? What kind of resources can we steal from you? I have read so many books under the sun, but my favorite one is The One Thing. Couldn't tell you who it's by, but it's yellow. It's bright yellow. Um, love that book. Love The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And... I know it's slightly a little maybe problematic, kind of, sort of, but Untamed by Glennon Doyle um, really changed my life. So I'm just going to let it be what it is and accept it. (laughs) It changed my life. Take what you want from it. (laughs) Yes. And then obviously like lots and lots of therapy. And I hired a neurodivergent life coach, Coach Abigail, who has seriously changed my life. Then you got into human design too. Yes. So I haven't taken any courses on human design, but I have this deck of cards and it just dives into little bits and pieces of human design. And I've done like, I've gone down the rabbit hole of TikTok on human design and how uh, your authority, your strategy, your energy types all relate to marketing and business because it really does go hand in hand because essentially you are, you know, putting energy out there and then people are receiving your energy a certain way. And if you are not focusing on being in alignment, you know, you could essentially be just like putting yourself out there and trying to be what other people or trying to be what you think other people want you to be, but it's just not aligned. So that goes into my whole healing journey and on becoming all these layers as well, because I'm a projector and we just, we don't have a ton of energy. We are like operating on energy reserve all the time. And so I learned that I don't need to be like everybody else because I will burn out. And I did. (laughs) What was your path to coming back from burnout. I feel like every person that I've talked to on this show recently has dealt with that and has like trudged through the stickiness of it. And that's the hardest part is that it just doesn't go away. Like if you're just saying, you know, oh, I'm burnt out as like a, a overarching term, you probably haven't felt it because there is nothing worse than the trudge of burnout. Yeah, so I definitely leaned into therapy and Coach Abigail because when I was burned out, I it affected everything in my life. Yeah. It was just like insidious. And it wasn't like, a, oh, I should just do this instead or I just need a vacation. Like it was way more than a vacation. Yeah. Um, I took plenty of those, but I essentially took a step back, like really minimized who I was spending time with, cut a lot of people out of my life, like not in like a dramatic way or anything, but just like took a step back. And if I didn't feel like 
talking to that person. I wasn't going to reach out and they didn't reach out to me, which was wonderful. We could just part ways that way. And, you know, just really getting down to the bare minimum level of what my life needed. So like eating three meals a day, (laughs) going outside for five minutes, like literally the basics and then just building up little by little. How long did you feel like you were in bare minimum phase before the light started to come back? Oh gosh, a few. Well, honestly, the whole first year of my business, I would say I was like on the edge of burnout because I was still recovering from corporate burnout. And you fight it. You fight it so hard. That was a long healing journey. And then of course I got back into burnout again you know, with everything personal that's happened these last few months with me losing my dog and losing Kyle's grandpa and everything like that. I feel like it's been maybe the last mm, couple weeks mm-hmm. that I've felt myself again. And it comes in waves too. It comes in waves of, mm-hmm. oh, I think I can run now. And then your body hits you and it's like, bitch, walk. Can you walk first? <laughs> yeah. That was one thing that Coach Abigail really opened my eyes to is that like being neurodivergent, my energy is not going to be the same every day. And so having like setting the bare minimum for myself every single day. And if I go above it, that's great. But, you know, I'm constantly making these crazy to-do lists and I can never even hit any of them because I'm setting myself up for like my highest energy days when that's not my baseline. Oh, that's so good. That's so true. What do you think Mm -hmm. your biggest learning lesson has been throughout the first couple of years of business? Oh gosh. I have to just pick one. Yeah. (laughs) I've learned so many lessons. (laughs) Give me me like your soapbox though. Like what's something that is so overarching? You're going to preach it to the choir with all of your clients. I would just say that like owning who you are and being confident, especially in the boundaries that you create, because, you know, at the end of the day, you are the only thing that you have in this world for certain. And so taking care of yourself and really embracing, and I know this sounds really cliche, but just like loving yourself. And sometimes that means making hard decisions, saying no to people that you feel like you should say yes to, and just letting your freak flag fly. Okay. The reason that I had you on here is because you're the pro at finding bizarre micro communities on the internet, girlfriend. So I need to know, like, first and foremost, how you find your rabbit hole Mondays. How do you, how do you dive into that? Okay, honestly, I don't think I find the weird rabbit holes. I think they find me. <laughs> the, like, algorithm is so wild on TikTok. It's very Your wild. Algorithm just knows Once, yeah, it's like, this girl's weird. She's going <laughs> to like this. And, like, the more I dive into weird content, the more weird content it sends me. And also... It's just naturally in my personality to be nosy. So like if I see one video and I like look at the comments automatically and somebody says something that I'm like, what is that? I click on it and then just like, 
I just get sucked in. It's just my personality. So if I'm being honest, I don't find them. They find me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think has been the weirdest wormhole, rabbit hole that you've posted about so far? Like give us the, give us the dirt. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The weirdest one. Do you want to know one of them that I haven't posted about yet? Yes. So this is way out there. And like, I totally don't believe it. But it's one of those things where like, tell me everything, you know, I need to know. (laughs) This person, do you know what Charlotte Tilbury makeup is? Yeah. So this person has said like, have you ever noticed how like Charlotte Tilbury makeup has like, I don't even know if I can say it, but like pentagrams, like on all their makeup and (laughs) other people are like pretty sure it's a star but whatever and this person just like makes all these videos like finds ways to compare charlotte tilbury's like logos and designs on her makeup palettes to witchcraft (laughs) and it's it's so weird but like i'm so invested (laughs) literally it doesn't even need to be true doesn't even need to be true This is okay. This is actually a great point because what if, what if that person is doing this for shits and gigs? What if they just said, you know what? You know what I'm going to do today? Like weird fever dream vibe. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell the internet for days and days and days and weeks and months and years that Charlotte Tillsbury is aligned with witches. (laughs) What? And it's funny because, like, there's definitely, like, a line of morality that I so tightly walk when I share these rabbit holes because some of them are so wild and I know, like, there's no way anybody <laughs> believes them. But then there's some of them where I'm like, well, you had, girl, you had a girl, you had a girl that thought she entered a different multiverse, like, universe or something, didn't you? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, glitch in the matrix kind of people, um, which, like, I mean, if you believe that we're multidimensional, that's what you believe, girl. Like, I'm not going to stop you. But do I believe it? Probably not. (laughs) Oh, goodness. If you believe that we're multidimensional, you do you. It's fine. Um, Aside from conspiracy theories... I I heard this the other day that the best way to like pump out content is actually to be just reporting on something. And there's been this huge rise of people that do like gossip podcasts, gossip, like borderline tabloid type of social media as they report on, you know, sort of like what you're doing. There's people on the internet that literally are known because they dive into someone else's drama and they have a personality behind them but nobody knows necessarily who this person is as a person because all they're doing is diving into content that already exists and I think it's borderline genius and borderline hurts my soul because you're not actually a personal brand (laughs) yeah it brings me back to thinking about like journalism so it's so easy in journalism to write about things that other people have already written about and Is this new journalism? Get a TikTok? I think so. I really do. Like, I just kind of see everything coming full circle. Um, and everything kind of relates to each other, which makes marketing really easy. Yeah. Um, what other 
I, I want to just like start to throw out weird people on the internet. <laughs> I'm going to throw out Emily Zugay, Z-U-G-A-Y. Okay. Love this girl. Love this girl. What she does is she comes on with a straight face and she goes, NFL needs a better logo. We're going to make it. I'm going to use brown because sports. And then we're going to add stars. And it's like, it's so... (laughs) She creates these terrible graphic logos. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Terrible graphic logos. But of course, she's this like beautiful blonde girl long hair like of course it works but has built her persona just by making disgustingly bad graphics for brands logos that's hilarious i'm gonna look her up stellar anyone can do that anyone can do that Mm -hmm. next (laughs) so the next thing is this girl who is a house sitter which i didn't realize was even a thing but she house sits for rich people And she has a series about all these rich people things. So, like, somebody has two dishwashers in their house. Uh, Somebody has a touchscreen espresso machine. Um, (laughs) Somebody has a microwave that is silent. Like, it doesn't beep. It doesn't make noises. And it's, like, all these things where, like, I've always thought, like, wouldn't it be nice if somebody just made that? And it's, like, no, that really exists. You're just, like, not rich. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it already exists, bud. Can we talk about stay-at-home girlfriend talk? Have you yes. ended up there? <laughs> okay, so, like, a little bit, but, like, as a joke. So, like, an NFL wife joke. But I've also seen it as this real community of stay-at-home girlfriends. And I'm sure these are all, like... I, I'm not I'm not even gonna say what I think they are. Um <laughs> are they Midwest or they South? Are they they're somewhere in there? They're not in California. Anyway. Um They're probably Midwest where I'm from. They're they're probably Midwest and Southern girlfriends. And they do the aesthetic day in the life routine of like I'm opening my blinds and you got out in the blind shot and then I'm drinking my green thing and taking pills and I'm going for a walk and I'm, it's so bizarre and it's its own community on the internet. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that like don't outright say that they're staying at home girlfriends, but like definitely create content like that. And it's like, is that really what your everyday looks like? Because like, how do you live? But also, good for you, girl. Yeah, good for you, girl. What I think is interesting, too, is you have both sides of the coin, um, which I think that we can actually dive into, of people that are like, I can't believe that you're doing this. Get a real job, blah, blah, blah. And then you have the people that are like, dude, I wish that I can do that. I I wish. Good for you. If you want to do that, do that. How do you feel about mm-hmm. that? So I, it's funny, I actually wrote, I kind of journaled about this the other day for a potential content piece. I think it's hilarious when people look at people who are content creators or who have their own business online, like from an outside perspective, a lot of people think like, it's so easy. You don't do anything all day. You just sit at home on your phone, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, spend a day in our shoes. 
And like, I just think there's always going to be somebody, no matter what you do, who's going to find fault or who's going to be jealous or who's going to have opinions. And you just got to let it roll off, you know, like if they think it's easy, let them think that, make it look effortless, whatever. (laughs) Yep. I think it really is quite magical that you can have these very niche communities and still have a ton of followers, not just because people are a part of that group, but people are interested in how that works. I mean, we saw the explosion of Mormon mom moms on TikTok. What yeah. was that actually called? Ex-Mormon TikTok or just Mormon <laughs> mom talk? There's like yeah. so many Mormon. Mom talk. It was mom talk. And yeah. then we their whole swinger story. There were a group of moms on TikTok who were all these like, again, long, blonde, beautiful hair and Pilates, Pilates bodies doing dances. And they would they would put on the screen, welcome to mom talk. And then it turned into this whole storm of these two are swingers and like we don't associate with them and blah, blah, blah craziness. Yeah, I I end up in that rabbit hole still to this day, all the time, and I just like scroll. <laughs> That's one that like I can't get away from. <laughs> I I just think it's so exceptional though. Like as much as I can say, you know, that's crazy. Like that's not my life. Those girls have amassed such an indebted following that is so interested and is hanging on every single thing that they say. I think it boils down to us just being so nosy. And when something isn't like what we see in our everyday lives or that we're not used to, it's even more like it makes us want to be even nosier because we're like, what? What is this? And then like the more vocal people are. The other thing that I've seen about mom talk, I'm going to I'm going to take this a little bit deep right now is the vanilla aesthetic. Have you heard of that? No, but I can gather. <laughs> I can guess. So, vanilla aesthetic is just what I've been describing. It is all of these beautiful Pilates women with long blonde hair that wear all neutrals that probably have the like white buccal chair in their house probably wearing micro uggs and I think there's a couple of things that we can talk about here number one being the fact that it is just so racially bound and polarizing of like you can only do this if you look like a skinny white woman And two, we're pretending that we're making up trends that we absolutely didn't make up. So can you give me more on that? (laughs) What are your thoughts here? Oh, yeah. There's I know. You're like, we can't see your face over the podcast, but she's like, "Mm," like boiling up, ready to (laughs) go. Yeah. So like, first thing that comes to mind is the slick back. Yeah. uh, Brown lip liner girl. Who with the gold you know, jewelry? A lot of, yep, a lot of usually skinny white influencers these days are saying like, "Oh yeah, like Haley Bieber, Haley Bieber." Like Haley Bieber did not create that 
that is what Hispanic or Black women have done for years. And now a popular influencer or a popular celebrity, whatever you want to call them, have, you know, just kind of taken ownership of it, taken credit. And now all of a sudden everybody's doing it. And Mm -hmm. it's really frustrating, I can tell, for a lot of BIPOC creators because they are, you know, just being themselves and they don't get half the views that like an Alex Earl gets. And no hate to Alex Earl. I know you just talked about her on your podcast, but it's so, it goes so much deeper than people just liking Alex Earl. It's people liking the aesthetic because she's white, because she's blonde, because she's skinny. Mm, And it, it just kind of reflects back at society, you know, just like the algorithm. The algorithm shows you what your interests are and it reflects us as a society and that's not always a good thing yeah i i think it's really unfortunate and i think the interesting thing that we've seen over the last couple of years too is that when we started with reels your aesthetic girlies your picture girlies didn't want to jump on because they thought it was cringy. They didn't know what style to use. They didn't understand. They didn't have the ideas because they were used to taking these like highly edited. And I don't even mean like edited in their body. I mean like edited in Lightroom and beautifully curated pictures of themselves, model pictures of themselves, big production. And then they got to video and they're like, oh God, I don't know where to go. So all of us that were like, yeah, whatever. I'll be weird. It's fine. I'll let my freak flag fly. We're like way farther ahead before we ever got to the the aesthetic girly stuff that's really just popped up in the last, what, year? Mm-hmm. Like this aesthetic it, thing like isn't, isn't old. Yeah. And I feel like TikTok is getting a little bit more aesthetic than it was in the past because TikTok is newer than Instagram. And we see this like progression with every app, every trend, you know, everybody runs away from it, creates a space and then it just, yeah. So I think that everybody was running away from that on Instagram. And now it's just all the Instagram girlies following Um, myself included. I'm putting myself in that trend, but yeah, it's no, no foul to them, no foul to the people that are jumping into the aesthetic. But I do think it's very interesting that how the pendulum has swung from overly curated to way casual on TikTok. Now, Instagram's trying to get a little bit more casual. I mean, I've seen so many videos recently that are so TikTok on Instagram and are popping off. Mm -hmm. And even myself the other day, I created something on my story or for my story. And I said in my head, hold up, why? Why am I putting this on my story? Why am I spending any time on my story when this can just be a reel and truly hit the same amount of people? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why am I confining this to my story? Yeah, it's funny because I feel like on Instagram, you know, stories is where you're yourself. And that is essentially what TikTok is all around, or that it was 
kind of created for. So we kind of see this blend of like, should I post this on stories? Should I just post this outright as a post? Should I post it on TikTok? And I don't know, I, I find it exciting. I I think that trial and error, like there is no rule at this point. Like I used to have yeah. a clear and concise rule of like, your stories are free for all. That's for your VIP BFFs. Your reels are just for the people that you're saying, hi, hello, my name is too. It's an introduction. And I don't think that's the case anymore. I, I do think that there's, it's still there to an extent because of course your stories aren't shown to the world, but I yeah. have so many people lately who have been watching my stories consecutively, but don't follow me. And I don't know, like, you know, there's a lot of lurking that goes on in business, like before people buy from you. So I don't know if it's like a that kind of a thing or if they're just being nosy. But do you have that too? So you know what I did notice was that I have the metric of follows from stories and my insights. I didn't know that that was a thing. Has that always been a thing? I have not seen that. So anyway, I saw a story metric in my insights that said follows. So I clicked on it because I was like, what? And I had like a couple follows like from my stories from the last month. And I was like, what? What? I mean, that is great. Cool. Love it. But I just think something's changing. I think we're, mm-hmm. I think we're getting a little bit more picky with our follows. And I think that we this is just my two cents, but like need to need to show off more of ourselves across the board. Mm -hmm. I know personally, uh, the last three days, I went through my least interacted with on Instagram and cleared them out because I was like, I don't know when the last time I reviewed these are. And there are just some people that I don't need to be up in their stuff. So true. Unfollow. Okay. What I want to leave with, what what I want to actually have a takeaway of is new people that we can follow. People that will breathe a breath of fresh air into our feed in the intentionality space. Do you have any recommendations for us? So the number one person that comes to mind is Ariel Astoria. She is a poet, content creator, just like amazing human being. And she always just like, like, I feel like she talks to me like we're BFFs. So (laughs) I highly recommend following her. She has no idea I exist, but (laughs) highly recommend Milana Snow, the person that I do the hard meditation through. She's wonderful on Instagram. She's wonderful. Oh my goodness. On the note of BIPOC creators, Morgan Lindsay, Morgan L-Y-N-Z-I. She is an amazing creator that does these just like intelligent voiceovers. Like you're gonna you're gonna have to go check her out because she is just this beautiful girl that will do like cooking vlogs or like doing a recipe with her grandma or she'll do something like I don't know fashion related but she'll give us this voiceover about like culture and I'm just so caught off guard because it's so not the typical path of your aesthetic girly it's like a whole new level I'm definitely gonna have to check that out 
Um, yeah. To to end this on a light note, you know who I'm also loving, Christy K R I S T Y dot Sarah Sarah with an H at the end. Do you follow her? No. I feel like you've seen her yeah. stuff. So this girl, this girl and her husband, she's like a TikTok girly through and through. This girl and her husband um, do these reaction videos. And I think she she probably didn't go big because of this, but this is what I know her from. She put on like a face mask and started peeling it off and goes, this shed for my period, like this, this menstrual shed is just so good. Like my husband, come in, like look at this shed that's happening. And it's like peeling off this like clear face mask to make it look like she's like <laughs> shedding for the month. Um, and <laughs> his freaking face, this man cackles at everything his wife does. And so anytime I'm watching their stuff, like it's not even because of her or like the thing that they're doing. What I love about it is just her husband cackling at her. Like he throws back his head, like laughs so hard. And it's the most wholesome, wonderful thing that I just want to laugh at with them. That's hilarious. Definitely going to get a follow from me. I I think that's like the biggest takeaway here for all of the people that we've talked about is like, you know, all of these people have this weird quirk, just like real life. Like, I want to see you laugh at yourself. I want to see you tell the weird story. I want you to tell me the conspiracy theory that you're thinking of today. Like, I don't care if you think that you got stuck in the matrix. Like, the internet wants to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. What's, we want to know. We want to know. What is your takeaway from talking about all of these random creators? I think it's just that you got to lean into your weirdness because it's the thing that people are going to love about you the most. And, you know, don't just like put it out there just to like put it out there, but like own it, you know? Own it own it well thank you so much michelle for jumping on i'm gonna have to have you back so that we can continuously like share our favorite creators where can we find you i am at the michelle sheeran on instagram and tiktok and yeah slide in my dms If you have a a rabbit hole, a strange rabbit hole suggestion, I'm sure (laughs) her DMs are always open. Thank you so much for jumping on. Also, my girl is an amazing launch coach and you are holding your uh, launch and flow workshop again, right? Coming up. Yes. We reset your marketing in three days and it's all just about being authentic, not slimy, not salesy, and not having stressful launches. Yes. I'm all about. Taking taking your launch to the next level with intentionality. Um, I personally have worked with Michelle on my launches, and I'm so glad that I did. I literally turned to my husband after I – did the full um, VIP day with you. And I was like, I'm just going to need to hire her for every single launch. This is how it is now because it was so, so helpful. So (laughs) anyway, go find her. Take advantage of that because it's such a great workshop. 10 out of 10 recommend. And my brand new creator friends, we will catch you next time. 